Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's big time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo wah. Welcome to another edition of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show podcast version. And uh, this week, we're uh, fortunate to have someone I've known for a few decades. A guy that I immediately liked when he came to Charlottesville and um, have been uh, not only impressed with, but uh, admired uh, the way he's conducted his business and his personal life ever since. And I think he's a true inspiration to anyone in the world of, of basketball. And uh, I'm talking about former Cavalier, Rick Carlisle, now uh, head coach of the Indianapolis Pacers and um, Indiana Pacers. I'm not sure how they refer to you guys these days up there, but uh, thanks for joining us, Rick, and taking time out. Yeah, no, I Appreciate you having me on. Um, we do go by, go by the Indiana Pacers. Okay. I think there may have been an early, an early version of the of the original NBA team that may have gone by Indianapolis, but uh, it's in the Indianapolis Colts. If you follow football, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. For Pacers, it's it's Indiana, and it's you know it's Indiana basketball. So um, appreciate you having me on, and uh, you know we're uh, looking forward to a. I think probably an emotional weekend, you know, coming up for, uh, for coach Holland. Yeah, no, uh, no question. I, um, it was very emotional back when he, uh, we found out that he had taken a turn for worse and then passed. Um, I, I become, um, even though I, you know, coach media relationship during, uh, his career here is not only, a coach but as an athletic director but then uh i got to know him very well and became very close actually after he stopped coaching um we became really close friends and uh it was very difficult watching uh him decline the last few years and um it was interesting that uh up until covid uh Someone you know, I'm sure uh, um, Joe Geek would uh, have a luncheon every six weeks here in town uh, that he called the Jim West um, Doc McHugh Memorial Luncheon. And a lot of guys from uh, the 60s, 70s, 80s and beyond would uh, get together for a lunch every week. Uh, and Coach Allen, when he returned to Charlottesville, would 
would come to that uh, luncheon every week, he and Ann, and uh, the guys would go off into a separate room where we could uh, talk freely, <laughs> tell a few blue jokes and stuff like that. But uh, uh, it was it was evident then that uh, he wasn't completely healthy, and then um, just watching him. Uh, like I said, decline over the last couple of years was, was very tough for all of us who were close to him. And I'm sure for you guys too, who uh, thought so much of him as former players and, and associates, um, this should be a special weekend, Rick. Uh, what a tribute a celebration of his life. Um, I, a lot of people at this point uh, know that the event is happening at two o'clock Saturday at John Paul Jones arena. A lot of people didn't realize until recently that it's free and open to the public and everyone is invited. And we encourage everyone who was ever touched by Terry Holland and his basketball program to please attend and pay tribute to this great man. And uh, I know you're one of the speakers, Rick, uh, quite a lineup of people coming in to pay tribute for coach. Yeah, it certainly is. And, um, appreciate your efforts and and getting the word out. You know, I've, I've been in touch, close contact with Mrs. Holland and, um, their daughters, Kate and, and Michael, probably more and Michael, she's been more involved in the coordination of this whole thing. But, you know, this, even if, even if you never knew Terry Holland and were never, directly or indirectly touched by him. If you have any curiosity at all about um, UVA basketball and how it evolved to the point it is today where, you know, this program um, in 2019 was in a, it was in a position and executed to win a national championship. Um, it would, uh, it would do you, it would do you good. It would do you well to come Um and to find out, you know, what this man was all about. He was really the godfather of UVA basketball. You know, he came in the 70s um, when the program was uh, down, you know, back in those days. I think, you know, Carolina was was dominating. Um, and he made progress very quickly. You know, recruited guys like Mark Iberoni, Wally Walker. And, you know, they won the uh, ACC championship in 76. And that was an enormous deal back in those days. Um, you know, you had to win your conference to go to the NCAA. So I think they knocked Carolina off in the championship game. And that was, that was a massive, massive victory for, for, for Virginia athletics. And then, uh, you know, as the years went on, the program got stronger. Jeff Lamp, Lee Raker, Jeff Jones all came on board. And then of course, the big one was um, was Ralph Sampson when he came on board. I think in in the in the fall of '79 or '80, one of the two, and you know that changed um, changed everything. It changed you know the total perspective of UVA athletics. Um, the Virginia bas basketball program got immediate national attention. They won the NIT. There were you know Final Four appearances. Um, and, you know, Ralph, um, the fact that he stayed at Virginia all four years, if you really think about, you know, the fact that he did that, 
I mean, the NBA was calling every single year. And he decided that um, education, um, family, you know, his family's from Harrisonburg and, um, you know, they kept very close to him at, at, at UVA. Um, he loved the basketball program. I think above all, he really loved Coach Holland. It was a second father to him and Mrs. Holland. And it was a home away from home. You know, Harrisonsburg's not that far away, but um, Ralph really, in my mind, became kind of a defiant symbol of what it means to be committed to a state, a university, the idea of family and, and, and education. And, uh, you know, for those reasons, you know, I, he, he changed, he changed my life in ways that I, I'm still trying to, to figure out just the opportunity to play with him just for one year as I transferred in. So, um, Ralph is going to be one of the moderators of this program on Saturday. Um, and he'll do a great job with it. And, um, you know, as, as we both have said, I, I expect this to be a very special and very emotional day. Uh, yeah, you don't have to look very far to see what kind of impact Terry made on the coaching profession. Just look at the coaching tree, uh, yourself included, uh, Jeff Jones, uh, Dave Odom, Jim Laranega, Craig Littlepage. Uh, there's some others uh, that predated you guys. Um, Seth Greenberg, uh, there have been so many. Um, I don't know if Terry ever gets credit for that, but uh, that's that's a pretty impressive list of coaches right there. Yeah, there and there are there are others too. Like for instance, you know Anthony Solomon, who I played with. Anthony, yes, you know has has been a head coach once or twice in the college ranks. Um, more recently, he was Mike Bray's. Uh, I think lead assistant at Notre Dame. Um, yeah. And the fact that there's not a lot of attention brought to, you know, Terry's coaching tree, Terry's successes um, is in large part due to the fact that he was a guy that um, by nature just didn't want to bring a lot of attention to himself. You know, he was a nurturer. He was uh, a teacher. Um, he loved people. Uh, he loved bringing people together. He loved to, to figure out how to make things work. And, you know, as I've been in the coaching profession now for, you know, well over, well over 30 years, going back to when I started as an assistant, I, I look at how he, you know, ran the, the operation at, at UVA and, um, and, you know, basketball, when you walked in the door, you, you knew basketball was, was like a religion or in, in the state of Virginia. Um, but the things that he did to bring people together, to bring uh, our team together, you know, softball games, um, you know, parties at, at uh, get togethers at, at, at their home, you know, with, uh, with Mrs. Holland cooking. And I remember when I came on my visit, you know, Jeff Jones was one of the guys that was taking me around. And he said, he said, wait, wait, do you, wait, do you, taste Mrs. Holland's sweet tea. It's the best sweet tea of all time. And I, I me coming from the Northeast, I had not even heard of sweet tea. Um, and so there, there were, there were a lot of things that he did that brought the fan base together. 
um, that brought the state closer, you know, to 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 Charlottesville, sort of as the epicenter. And um, you know, as I as I look at it, you know, more more in a more clear and focused way now, you know, um, the things that he did are a lot of the things that I learned from as I you know try to bring groups of young men together and bring you know, cities together, you know, in the NBA over the years. So, uh, you know, I'm very appreciative of, uh, of the opportunity with him. He was certainly a guy that inspired all of us that, that ended up getting into coaching. We are visiting with Indiana Pacers head coach, Rick Carlisle, former UVA guard, uh, who'll be one of the speakers at coach Holland's Memorial this weekend, 2 PM JPJ arena public is invited and it's free. Uh, Ralph Sampson, as Rick pointed out, will be one of the moderators. Uh, some of the people uh, scheduled to speak are Kentucky head basketball coach John Calipari, Miami head basketball coach Jim Laranego, fresh off the Final Four, uh, Old Dominion head coach Jeff Jones. Um, Terry reached uh, more than just UVA people. He um, at East Carolina, uh, Davidson, uh, Ruffin McNeil, and Skip Holtz will be speaking, uh, former East Carolina head football coaches. Uh, Big East Commissioner uh, Val Ackerman will participate, along with Davidson College President John Kuykendall. Um, former players Mark Averoni, Wally Walker, Jimmy Miller, Brian Stith, Jeff Lamp, Bobby Stokes, my doctor, Bobby Stokes, um, Lucky Graves, a uh, friend of the UVA program, will be speaking. And uh, lest we not forget, uh, musical entertainment will be provided by uh, someone we all admire, and Bruce Hornsby, uh, former three-time Grammy Award winner who uh, – I really appreciate his music, and it was he was one of Coach Holland's favorite artists. Um, I know uh, Rick, you and you and Bruce have become close over the years as well. Yeah, we have, and uh, you know, I met him. I met him in 1987. I was I was a novice piano player back in those days. Still am a novice piano player, but uh, I met him in the hallway of the forum in Los Angeles during the 1987 finals, I was walking down the hall on the event level and I ran into Bruce Hornsby and Huey Lewis. <laughs> and they, and they, they were good friends. And um, if you know the song, Jacob's ladder, you know, that yeah. was a song written by Bruce that, that Huey recorded and Bruce also recorded it. And so, and uh so he goes, hey, hey, Rick Carla, you know, he, he and I had never met. I said, Bruce, I said, you know, so great to meet you. So I said, I'm a, I'm a novice player. I, I've actually learned two or three of your songs. I'm, a, I'm a, an enormous admirer of your work. So, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And then we exchanged numbers and stayed in touch. And then over the years, you know, I, I've uh, he's been a great inspiration uh, musically to me. But also just the fact that, um, you know, what he's done in his career, he's been a great innovator in the world of, of pop music, of jazz, and certain alternative um, 
you know, forms of, of music sense. He's always highly, highly critically acclaimed, lives in Williamsburg. To me, I don't know why he wasn't a University of Virginia guy. Um, seems like it would, it would have made total sense, but yeah. He was, a, he was a great friend of, of Terry and Ann Hollins, and uh, Terry was uh, was a guy that really loved Bruce's music. And so um, Bruce will be playing starting at 1.30 on Saturday. So as people walk in, um, he'll be playing solo piano, and then, uh, and then he'll play uh, as, the, uh, as the proceeding is closing. And, uh, you know, a lot of people – do know this. Some don't, you know, Bruce was, was a heck of a basketball player. He, I think he had a, a full, full scholarship offer to Randolph Macon back in the day. Um, his two twin sons, uh, Keith and Russell, um, both terrific collegiate athletes. Uh, Russell ran track at uh, Oregon and Keith um, played at UNC Asheville, transferred to LSU. And then, you know, he, he was in our training camp in Dallas, um, a few years ago, had a heck of a training camp, actually had 12 points in the fourth quarter in one of our exhibition games. We beat Oklahoma City at home. He got the game ball um, and has since had a uh, very successful career and continues to play overseas. So, um, I didn't you know, know. <laughs> we have we have that connection. And uh, so it'll be great. It'll be great to to have Bruce there and to hear him play. His his music is is absolutely inspirational. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much, I ran my first marathon that year. Then, because I believed in the Good Feet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Good Feet Store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com. This is Chris Slade, former University of Virginia defensive end, graduate of 1993, back on the staff at UVA. Excited to be back coaching um, my old stomping grounds. You're listening to the Jerry Ratcliffe Show. No question about it. And, um, yeah, I bumped into him at the uh, Friends of Frank uh, Burkhead luncheon uh, back in early March. He was in attendance and uh, always great to to run into Bruce. Uh, I know that you have shared a stage with him at least once. Uh, have you done it more than one time? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been more than once. It's been, I, I don't know. I I don't really, I don't know how many times it's been. It's been at least half a dozen over the years. Um, and so, uh, and you know, with, with, with a guy like that, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be ready, ready to go, you know, cause he's, he's such a perfectionist. Um, but you know, those kinds of things, you know, like as you go, as you go through life and you think about things that, that inspire the human spirit that, you know, that, that make you uncomfortable, but, you know, when you, when you get in a certain state of light, or maybe achieve beyond what you thought you might've been able to achieve, preparing for those opportunities to go on stage and, you know, Play, play piano with with Bruce and his band. I mean, that's that ranks up there as some of those great moments. So, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> once again, it'll it'll be great to have him there. Um, he'll play a lot of music that uh, that we we all 
we'll recognize and and probably a few things we won't, but we'll we'll enjoy nonetheless. Yeah, I can't imagine the pressure of stepping on stage with uh, with Bruce under those conditions. That's got to be tough. Uh, it's got to be like coaching in Game Seven of the NBA Finals or something, man. Uh, uh, I know you return to Charlottesville from time to time when you can, and uh, I know you were in this part of the country recently when we uh, all said goodbye to Kent Needland not too long ago. Um, uh, you and your former teammates from that era, you, you guys stick pretty close, uh, it seems like. And that's something to be admired, I think. Yeah, you know, as we all kind of go off and do our thing and have our dreams and try to do what we can to to achieve them, you know, you get into this whirlwind lifestyle and, and we all do it, you know, in some form or other, whether you're trying to play, trying to coach, you know, trying to do great things in the financial world or, or some other form of business. And um, <laughs> you turn around before you know it, it's 30 years has gone by. And then Kenton's situation was, was tragic. You know, he, uh, the, you know, vibrant guy that's, still a very young man in his early sixties and just had, had the bad luck of, um, of having a stroke with a couple of freak things going on physically with him. And, uh, you know, I went and visited him last May along with Jimmy Miller and Mrs. Holland. Um, he was at a facility up in Northern Virginia and, uh, you know, it was really tough, tough to see him, but he was slugging it out and battling through. And then, it all just got to be too much. And then eventually I think he passed in, um, in December and um, his family was able to schedule the memorial service. Um, I'm sure they weren't thinking of me directly, but it was during the, our, our all-star break. So, you know, I, I came back to Dallas to be with my family during the break and, um, and ended up making the, a day and a half trip. And it was myself uh, Tim Mullen, Ralph Sampson, uh, Ricky Stokes, um, Dan Merrifield was there. Uh, there were a couple of, of other uh, athletes. Rob Archer was there, who was, I think, a track athlete um, and a couple of other football players. And, um, you know, we decided to go up on, on stage that day as a team. And we all, you know, said a few words about our, our good friend, um, Kenton and, uh, you know, those things are those things are difficult on the one hand, but they're also a bit healing on the other. And so, uh, you know, the hope is that that this uh, that this event on on, on Saturday will be uh, will be very much the same. I mean, this is going to be historic when you look at the roster of people that are going to be coming together in, in Terry's honor. Um you know, the, the list of, of all the players that you mentioned, the guys from the coaches, you know, Calipari, Laranega, Odom, um, you know, the people from Davidson, the people from East Carolina, Val Ackerman. Um, it's, 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 it will never happen again um, no. under, under, under any circumstance, you know. So this is a very special opportunity for all of us. And I would encourage anyone watching this that's, you know, not sure if they have anything to do on on Saturday afternoon to to come by. You you will witness something that will be a, a once in a lifetime 
um, proceeding. Um, what what was it about Terry as a coach that that made him special? I know you mentioned touched on it a little bit at the beginning about how he wanted to include everybody and make it like feel like a family atmosphere, but um, and I, and I know he probably had a bearing on. I don't know about your decision to become a coach, but uh, did you find yourself throughout your career? I know you had other mentors, but uh, did you find yourself coming back and conferring with Terry or or uh, picking his brain about various aspects of coaching uh, throughout your career? Yeah, I did. Um, and, you know, Terry was a, was a very interesting teacher he was he was soft-spoken kind but firm um he was a man of very little ego um but he knew that he was operating in a world of a lot of egos but he always was able to cut through the unnecessary nonsense um get to the heart of the matter um he always spoke from a place that was his heart. And he told you things the way that they were. And if you didn't understand the way they were, he would tell you the way that they were and the way that you needed to view it so that you could help our group, our team, um, get to the place that we needed to get. And so, um, you know, he, he's a very special man. I, 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 there are very, very few people I've met in my life who have done so much for so many and ask for such little in return. And that's one of the reasons I think you're going to see an amazing turnout for, for this event on Saturday. Yeah. He, he always did things for other people and never expected anything in return and never wanted any publicity for it or anything like that. So many um, unspoken um, good deeds that he did that that nobody knows about other than the people that it affected. And uh, there's a lot to say about that because uh, particularly in this day and time when everybody's does something kind but expects uh, publicity for it, he, he never wanted anybody to know that he was doing nice things for people. You're you're exactly right, and. Um, I've I've seen that firsthand, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, just a special guy and a special coach at a special time in Virginia history. And, uh, and like you said, Rick, uh, a lot of people look at Virginia basketball today with uh, all the guys in that we now have in the NBA and having success and uh, Virginia, one of the top programs in the ACC over the past 10 years winning six regular season titles, a national championship, a couple of ACC crowns. Um, people all over the country admire Tony Bennett and the way this, he runs his program. But you can trace a lot of all this success and the arena and the atmosphere and the tradition back to Terry Holland, who got it all started. And a miraculous turnaround. I, mean, I think uh, 
I think he won the ACC tournament in his third season, if I'm not mistaken, maybe second season. Um, phenomenal. That <laughs> I was sure. going back and did some research, and uh, he he took this job uh, essentially on the spot. Gene Corgan told me that the late Gene Corgan told me that he uh, had three people in mind for the job. And uh, Terry was one of them. Larry Brown of the Carolina Cougars in the ABA was another. And uh, Dr. Tom Davis, uh, I think he was at um, Temple or Villanova or somewhere back there, uh, was the other guy. And Terry was the guy that came up on a Sunday, uh, Saturday or Sunday. And Terry took him or shut him around the rotunda and the the lawn and uh, I don't know if he showed him you, uh, I guess he showed him around you all and took him to Ernie Earns place and essentially uh, offered him the job on the spot. And Terry said, that's it. I mean, you're offering me the job that, that simply. And Gene said, if you want it, it's your job. You want it? And Terry said, yeah. I want it. And that that was that. I mean, it was, you know, how coaching searches and stuff are drawn out these days. That was uh, about as simple as it gets. But uh, Virginia's basketball fortunes turned around that quickly on a, on a nice Saturday afternoon and uh, never to be uh, changed again. But yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's very unlikely that, that Virginia ever would have been able to hire a guy like Tony Bennett if you know, Terry Holland hadn't laid the groundwork and been the architect kind of showing the formula of how to get it done. And, you know, our teams at Virginia, you know, when I was there were very good defensive teams. Um, and, you know, Tony, Tony has brought that same formula. I mean, they, they are, you know, perennially in the top three, four, five in the country defensively, and oftentimes in in the top two. And they play a style that is, you know, a, a high efficiency style that uh, puts puts a great emphasis on basketball IQ and understanding the game and playing the game the right way. And so, uh, you know, Jerry, I agree with I agree with everything you just said, and you know, I would double down on it, and um, you know. Had there been no Terry Holland, you know, Virginia might have been a Pottersville type of place of basketball. Who knows? I, you know, who knows? I mean, those other two guys you mentioned are great coaches. They, they, they would, wouldn't have gone wrong with them, but, uh, but Terry did very special things and, and, and maybe more importantly than, than the, the accomplishments of, of the, of the program or just the way he touched so many people. And that's not just, as a coach, but also as an administrator. And, um, and so, you know, we'll see, we'll see a lot of the people that, uh, that he helped out along the way um, this coming Saturday. Yeah. And the fact that he came here to stay, he didn't, he wasn't going to use this as a stepping stone. He, he stayed here for 16, 17 seasons, something like that and built a home and uh, made, Charlottesville special place in college basketball. So um, 
a lot to be admired there too. Um, Rick, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule today. Uh, we really appreciate it and um, can't wait to see you on Saturday and, and listen to your thoughts about a guy we all admired. Well, Jerry, thank you for having me and thank you for your efforts and putting the word out. You know, this will be a, this will be a very special day. So we'll look forward to seeing everyone. Thank you. See you soon.